0: Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest ingredients in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter. I am in studio with Eli McCann. Woo! How are you?
1: I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine.
0: <laughs> uh, but tell me what you've been watching.
1: I thought it was weird that you asked me how I am. Uh, I am unfortunately not watching anything new. Who cares? Just a lot of old crap.
0: Tell me what it is.
1: Okay, a couple things. So one, I rewatched Sleepless in Seattle last week. And I have a new, I don't know if it's a new theory or if it's just like a theory I've always had, but I haven't articulated before about Nora Ephron films. I love Nora Ephron. Of course. You've got mail. I could watch it 100,000 times. Yeah. I never get sick of it. Yeah, I watch yeah, it yeah. every Thanksgiving morning. I'm going to watch it in a couple of weeks. But my theory about <laughs> Nora Ephron movies is they end right before the relationship tanks. <laughs> like every one of those oh, movies. Yeah. Because like Sleepless in Seattle ends with them like you know hello on the top of the empire state building and then they hold hands and they walk into the elevator and then the elevator door is shut and that's how the movie ends and i'm like i want the next two minutes of them going down the elevator and having a conversation that's basically like so who who are you why are you here oh you just broke up with your Doesn't fiance it, 20 minutes ago
0: the elevator down and you just see them smile at each other
1: that's how it ends
0: yeah well that's every fairy tale
1: I want the next two minutes of sure. that movie, though. Well, sure,
0: yeah, but no, you don't. <laughs>
1: With the relationship. Like, you do,
0: but you don't.
1: Completely. Or, like, and you've got mail, you know, uh, don't cry, shop girl. I wanted it to be you. I wanted to be you so badly. And then they kiss, and then the camera, like, zooms out. I want it to zoom back in and have her be, like... Now, wait a minute. So <laughs> you've been basically catfishing me for months and also you tanked my business. And yeah. also, yeah, so yeah. I want that Harry Met Sally like ends with her being like, I hate you. I really do. And she's crying and then, you know, they're dancing or whatever. And then I want like the next minute of them being like, oh, but we still don't get along. <laughs> like
0: I mean, I think that Sleepless in Seattle is the most eye roly of those because they've had zero conversations. Like, at least in You've Got Mail and Mm -hmm. When Harry Met Sally, there's a relationship. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I agree. Like, have one of them fart for the first time (laughs) and then, like, (laughs) see how their relationship's holding up.
1: No shade to Nora. I love these movies. I will watch them for the rest of my life. But let's not kid ourselves. They end right before the relationship tanks.
0: Yeah. These
1: relationships are not lasting.
0: I I, maybe whoa, 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 whoa. That's no. Don't ruin. No. In my mind, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks are married.
1: Okay. Well The you've got male relationship might work. It's gonna there's gonna need to be some therapy. therapy.
0: Absolutely. They need couple counseling. If
1: they get some couple counseling, those two those two kids might make it. The sleepless in Seattle couple no. is not making it. No, of
0: course not. I would say when Harry met Sally, I think those they two might kids make it. are going to make it.
1: They'll just be that bickery old, old couple in I mean, years. I kind
0: of have like a bickery relationship with Steven. That's yeah. our style. Same. So, bickery is the wrong word. More like playfully combative. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, remarket that.
1: I'm going to start telling Skylar that. We're just playfully combative. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs>
0: Wow, you're chewing with your mouth open again. That's fun. Um, <laughs> okay,
1: so that and then the other thing I wanted to to talk about. So last year, I downloaded a nude app on my Fire Stick.
0: A nude app.
1: A new app. Oh. <laughs> Now I'm just watching straight up hardcore porn. I like, and I this might not be the podcast. <laughs> I 100 percent recommend it. All types of porn.
0: A nude app.
1: <laughs> you just go on Google uh, and just Google yeah, pornography. I was like, Do
0: you need an app?
1: <laughs> no, a a new app, okay. new to me. I don't know if this app is new, but it's called Brit Box. Oh boy. This is the best app that I have on my Fire Stick on my smart TV or whatever it is mm-hmm. that I have. I don't know what I have. My cable got canceled and everything's been chaos ever since.
0: <laughs> uh, Sorry for your loss.
1: It, you know what? It has been really hard because I have a much harder time accessing HBO now.
0: You should. Oh. Did, oh. I spent, it's
1: an app. No, yeah. Good luck. but it, So... They've changed their apps and now there are like three, oh, but know. like two of yeah. them don't work. Yeah, yeah, and...
0: yeah, yeah. We can't get HBO Max on our Roku. Right.
1: Well, I can't get it. So... But you
0: can get it on your laptop and phone. <laughs> That's
1: it. But then my TV won't communicate with my laptop anymore because one of them is outdated. Anyway, BritBox. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you about BritBox. So BritBox is a British like, app and it has all of the old British shows you've ever watched in your entire life. I love that. I got it for Keeping Up Appearances because I was like, I have not watched Keeping Up Appearances in a thousand years. And that show is like just injected into my veins. Like yeah. it makes me it calms me immediately. I love that show mm-hmm. so much. I discovered last year, and I think I talked about it on this podcast, The Vicar of Dibley. <laughs> what a name. The Vicar of Dibley is so good. It's like they're, they're only like 20 episodes total because you know how like British shows they like. Have two episodes a season, and then they like take a break for five sure. years, yeah, and then they're like, sure. "Here, here's it's another." It's like the two. curb
0: your enthusiasm model. It kind of is. Like, see you in seven years. Yeah.
1: So, The Vicar of Dibley is fantastic. It's very like keeping up appearances humor, just like early '90s. Yeah. S- sort of stupid, same joke over and over again, but you never get sick of it. And then I've been going back and rewatching Mister Bean. OK, which is like not a thing that I would particularly like if I discovered it as an adult, sure. but it is like hitting the nostalgia button sure. in my brain. Yeah. And it's been it has been BritBox generally has been a perfect thing for me to wind down at the end of the day. So as I start getting ready for bed, I just like pop in like a Mr. That. Bean or a keeping up appearances. And I just have my British friends from the 90s. Just kind of helping coax me to sleep. Yeah. So if you like British sitcoms, Britbox, I would recommend it. It's like, I think it's like three bucks a month or something. Okay. Totally worth it.
0: Good for you. Anything else?
1: That's it. What have you been watching?
0: So I would never seen the Addams Family or Adams Family Manners. Addams Family Manners? Addams are,
1: Family Manners? Is isn't that, what it's that the called? second one? Matters. I thought it was Matters. Matters. Whatever. Anyway. Manners sorry. Matters. I might be wrong. They're so good. Yes. They I, really are. I, when
0: they came out, I was, I think... Uh, too young I think my parents were like no (laughs) this is not um, a little bit inappropriate slightly
1: sexual yeah content and
0: so i had always just thought they were dumb movies Mm -hmm. they're so funny yeah i love a movie where you can tell every actor involved is having the time of their life oh yeah and this is absolutely those movies the second one i think is better because our queen christine baranski plays a major role in it
1: i forgot she's in that she's really
0: great as is joan cusack who gets to be like sexy in it who you don't get to see joan cusack be like sexy in things and she is so Good. Yeah. Um. Christopher Lloyd. Perfect. Incredible performance. He's perfect. Angelica Houston, we talked about at Long last week. Yeah. Just so, they're so committed to this stupid, stupid story. And yeah. Christina Ricci, like, it, yeah. was she the greatest child actor of all time? She,
1: she was really, really good. And it, is she still around? Does she still do stuff? Okay. So Stephen has
0: a huge crush on Christina Ricci and has been, yeah, really? he loves, like, gothic women oh yeah he married me
1: <laughs> i was gonna say that uh i know doesn't track it
0: doesn't like he's really into winona writer. i'm like you could not have picked a different wife
1: <laughs> a blonde woman who watches the bachelor yeah
0: with like i have like these giant blue eyes <laughs> um Yeah, so he's been following her career. She's really, like, kind of done. She's not doing anything anymore. But, man, those performances she did when she was younger. Yeah. So good.
1: Yeah. Really,
0: really recommend Adam's Family Values. Values, that's what it is.
1: Values, yeah. I was like, something's a little... um, The set... The house set in those movies is phenomenal.
0: Like when they bring the baby home and the baby decorations they've set. Like I was watching it with Ivy, my eight-year-old, and she was losing her mind. It was so funny.
1: Can you imagine? I am so sure that the people who worked on on that set had the time of their lives. Time
0: of their lives. Everyone involved in those movies. Time of their lives. Here's
1: an unlimited budget to decorate a house for Halloween. Yeah. Decorate a mansion for Halloween.
0: Yeah. In like the most campy possible way. Yeah. So fun. Uh, It was really fun to watch those. Uh, Ted Lasso I finished.
1: Oh, so what do you think?
0: I think it is a very great show. Mm -hmm. It was super fun to watch. It's very sweet, but it's also really funny. Mm -hmm. They just have, like, once or twice an episode, there's just something laugh out loud that happens. Um, The characters are surprisingly smart in it. Mm -hmm. All of them, you think they're going to be, like, a stereotype, and then they do something really surprising. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, we were supposed to watch for today's episode, The Personal History of David Copperfield. We're not British, though, so we can't access it.
1: I wonder if you can get it on BritBox.
0: I, I was actually going to ask you. <laughs> um, Someone reached out there, like, I think you guys would really like this movie. We're both really excited to watch it because it's Armando Iannucci, who we love mm-hmm. from various projects. We went to rent it, and it's not available anywhere in the U.S., so we are tabling that until it is, and we decided instead we talk about one of our favorite Armando Iannucci projects, Veep, which is timely, considering Mm -hmm. this is coming out the day after Election Day. And we
1: don't know what happened. I mean,
0: America might be burnt to the ground by this point. I hope you can still listen to this episode. (laughs) Veep, uh, we've started rewatching it. Mm Mm-hmm. I had forgotten how just truly funny
1: oh.
0: it, it like just like in those early seasons when there's not so much plot, but mm-hmm. it's just Julia Louis Dreyfus being Julia Louis Dreyfus so yeah. well. Yeah. We watch the episode where she needs to go to a yogurt shop. Yeah. And she manages to get the flu the physical comedy she's doing in yeah. that episode is funnier than anything i've ever seen cuz she gets
1: diarrhea she
0: has diarrhea and
1: she's supposed so she's supposed to go to this frozen yogurt shop for a pre, like basically just kind of a puff piece cuz she's the vice president and she's, mm-hmm. all these cameras are going to show up and they spend their entire day trying to figure out which frozen yogurt she should order which mm-hmm. one's going to have the best optics for the vice president mm-hmm. her entire day is spent on this stupid decision and then she ends up with diarrhea at the yogurt shop
0: well at one point she thinks she might be president because the president is having chest pains right <laughs> and so she gets to sit in like the uh, what's it room what's that room where like when really uh they've all got to go in and it's like war room the war, war room, room. And she gets, she's all presidential, and they're like miscommunication settle down, settle he had down. heartburn, and she has to she has to make her face look yeah. relieved that he's okay when she's so disappointed yeah. that he has not died <laughs> like you can't I don't know anyone she, else who can pull that I, off. I like think that. about
1: that scene all the time because when she walks in, she's like so excited, right and, mm-hmm. you know whatever else, and she's such a crappy person to her staff <laughs> and like <laughs> All cards on the table for her staff, you know, and she's just like, oh, that guy, hopefully he dies, you know, whatever. But then she walks into that room and she sits down and she's like, quiet down, quiet down, everyone. Let's take a moment of silence for the president. And she's just like so like dignified in that moment. And then they find out he's okay, And yeah, her face, she's just like, oh, what a relief. (laughs) And I mean, I honestly don't think anybody else on this planet could do what she is doing in this show.
0: It's like I... I don't know if she's really just born with it or mm-hmm. if it took years and years of, like, Seinfeld and all this act. She's so good. Yeah. Her face is so good. And she's so beautiful. And they, like, play that in, but they make her such a repulsive person. Yeah. It's so well done. I think this cast is perfect. Yeah. There's not anyone I would change. Everyone is, I would I would make a sports metaphor if I knew one, but, like, throwing strikes mm-hmm. on, if we're bowling. Sure. Whatever. Throwing strikes. Uh, I love it so much. There have been so many things that have happened in the last four years where I've been convinced it was, like, Mm -hmm. lifted from Veep. Yeah. They capture so well the stupidity of politics. Yeah,
1: incompetence.
0: And how uh, nothing ever actually gets done. Mm Mm-hmm and how you really have to sell your soul to be a politician. Mm-hmm. Like, if anyone were considering running for office, I would probably show them Veep.
1: Mm-hmm. I've heard, I've had multiple friends who have worked in Washington and worked for politicians who have told me um, so many people think that Washington is House of Cards, but it's actually Veep. Yeah. It's just Veep. Yeah. Just incompetent, people spending their entire day trying to figure out which frozen yogurt to order <laughs> so it'll look good on camera. <laughs> And then just like crappy people who care about power and not so much about their ideology that they're getting on TV and spouting about.
0: So I hate to become too political. No, I don't. I don't care. But uh, this week, Mm. our senator in Utah. (laughs) uh, God be with us. Senator Mike Lee. Was at a campaign rally for President Trump in Arizona.
1: I don't even know if you can call it a rally. It was like the most insane thing I've ever a seen. Nazi
0: propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, he was introducing the president and he said to the crowd, you can think of this.
1: No, no, no. He didn't say to the crowd. He screamed at the sure. crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, sorry.
0: It's OK. And he said, you can think of President Trump as Captain Moroni. Who, for those who are unfamiliar, is a hero from the Book of Mormon, like a selfless war hero, fought for liberty, like just like the best person you can possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. The response to this Mm -hmm. has given me life. Same. And it is like lifted directly from Veep, just like Mm -hmm. an extreme gaffe that you have to scramble to try and apologize for. And not and the, apologize. And
1: the apology was like worse than the speech. The
0: apology was <laughs> I'm sorry if you were offended, which is like a very I, offensive. I'm apology. sorry if you were
1: offended, but all I was trying to say is President Trump is it's really Captain like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, that's why people are mad at you. Because you're like dragging their religion through mud right now and they don't want you to do that. But you now you're just doing it a second time and then you're scolding them for being offended about it.
0: It's so Armando Iannucci. Like, you just yeah. can't. Politics are so dumb. Yeah. And this show captures that so well that these people are performers. Like, yeah. they are hired to act like they are doing their
1: job. There is a, There is an entire plot uh, point in one of the seasons where they go back and forth within, like, a day of whether or not they are fighting for or against a recount in Nevada. Yes. Because at one point, they're like, oh, a recount will be bad for us, so we need to stop the recount. So they get pro- they pay protesters to go out and protest this thing, and they're legally fighting it in the courts. And then a few hours later, they get wind that actually the recount might go in her favor. And so they send out counter protesters to count to protest against their original protesters. And then their legal counsel goes into court and like makes the exact opposite. And it goes back and forth like that. And we're literally seeing that happen right now. Like every day I got on the news and I'm like, Republicans like are trying to stop counting happening in certain places, but then they want counting to happen in other places. And it's just like, oh, this is all just a sham.
0: Yeah. I, like, I can't decide if the next November is going to look like Veep or Game of Thrones. Like, I, <laughs> It might just be both, you know, like yeah. very stupid and very ugly. I feel like it's going to be more Veep where we're just going to see like the most ridiculous pol- possible stances come out. Yeah. yeah. What do you love about Veep?
1: So it, I was thinking about one of the things that I really felt, especially as those last like two seasons happened was those early seasons, the stories were so simple. They were almost non-stories. Yeah. It was just an incompetent, irrelevant vice president sitting in her office yelling at her staff all day about things that don't matter. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed that. And as the series progresses, and I think they had to do this, um, as the series progresses, she becomes more and more important. Yeah. She ultimately becomes president. Yeah. You know, and she's running for president and she's engaging with world leaders and she's falling into traps of like corruption on massive scales and, you know, all this stuff. And so the stakes get actually high. Yeah. Where those first couple of seasons, the stakes are so, so low.
0: And it's one of the funniest things is she walks into the office and asks Sue, her secretary, Sue, did the president call? Uh, <laughs> like, she's just craving relevance. And yeah. the president has never, never called. called. It's such a funny, like, yeah. plot point.
1: And, and so... I, I appreciate that we saw her career progress the way that it did. But in those later seasons, I really did miss the simplicity yeah. of the first couple of seasons. And I, and for that reason, I, th- I don't think the jokes get less funny, but I enjoyed sitting in that show a lot more in the first couple of seasons. And part of it might be that, like, the insanity of Trumpism in the last few years has been so upsetting that as the show gets higher stakes, it just starts to feel more too true to real life and i'm just i don't want to be a part yeah
0: that's a good point i do crave the mundane of those first mm-hmm. like politicians we don't he- not hearing about them all the time yeah you know and them like just craving yeah. <laughs> craving attention that they're not getting because it's a boring job right like politics should be boring right uh, it should be a bunch of nerds who love problem solving yeah and uh, I agree i I think I enjoy I mean I enjoyed it the whole way through, and yeah. it was always the funniest show on yeah. TV yeah, yeah, it definitely got more stressful, yeah, as it went on
1: what one of my favorite jokes from the series, I have many, but one that I think about all the time is. Amy, who's the actress who plays Amy?
0: Anna Klumsky.
1: Klumsky. And who is my, my girl. girl, which I had not made that connection till the show was over. Oh, really? I didn't. I just I have facial blindness. I don't know. She is really, really good in it. But there's this point point where she is dating um, a guy who's running for governor in Nevada.
0: He's like a southern guy. Yeah. Right.
1: And he, she's trying to help make him seem more down-to-earth and relatable (laughs) because he's been caught in some kind of scandal. And she is this high-strong, like, workaholic who's very, very mean. But so she goes on to some news program, and one of the other characters is interviewing her, and she's like, we're just regular people. We just like to... Stay at home and make cookies and watch Downton Abbey together. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, great." And then they go on a commercial break, and he, and so he's just talking to her, and she's like looking into her phone now and you know disengaged. And he's like, "Hey, Amy, who's your favorite character on Downton Abbey?" And she says, "I don't know, Abby, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> I think about that all the time. <laughs>
0: So good, um their mockery of Jonah, uh-huh. who is the White House uh
1: runner or whatever at the beginning
0: it's too early. I like words aren't coming to my yeah. brain, but like he's the one who's in charge of coming from the White House to the veeps office, um and they mock him <laughs> relentlessly and eventually get him to run for office, uh-huh. And it's a little triggering watching now because, yeah. like, his whole campaign becomes, like, math isn't real.
1: <laughs> and be as racist as possible.
0: <laughs> yes. Like
1: And it works. It was like, prescient. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know? I'm like, oh, no. And I know I've told you my Jonah story. Yes. Have I told it on this podcast?
1: I, I think you've told it on straight. You should tell it again. It's worth it. Okay. Your connection so, to Jonah. Uh,
0: I'm famous. Timothy Simmons, who plays Jonah. <laughs> Stephen bid on this. There's a portrait of Jonah that Jonah's mom has in her house. Mm -hmm. And it's like high school. It's funny. It's big. Yeah. Stephen bid on it. He wanted to hang it in our house. He was like, you are out of your mind. And he had bid like $100. I was like, (laughs) no, we're not paying $100 for this thing that we can't put anywhere. (laughs) So I got on Twitter. I was like, somebody please outbid Steven for this. (laughs) And Timothy Simmons retweeted it Uh and was like, why don't you want me in your house? (laughs) And then we like interacted all day back and forth, and he was super delightful, Mm. super nice. He's Such a D-bag on the show. Oh, yeah. He's so fun to watch.
1: And you didn't end up with the portrait? We did not end
0: up with the portrait. Someone outbid us. Do you
1: know how much it went for? I
0: think it was like 250 Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's ugly. (laughs) You know? And it's one of those things where you'd like laugh for a minute and then you'd be like, no, this is ugly. Why do we have this? Why did we pay money for this? (laughs) So, um, yeah, I love everyone on this show. Matt Walsh, who plays her um press secretary i think is probably my favorite
1: oh interesting who's your favorite my favorite in the show is um who's the guy who donates his sperm to her daughter dan no 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 not dan oh no i'm
0: oh oh <laughs> he comes on later richard
1: Richard, <laughs> I think Richard Splatt is my favorite in the show. I, everything, he's so lovely, mm-hmm. and he's the only person in the entire show who is truly a good person. Yeah,
0: without guile.
1: Without any guile. I don't know how he's working for these people, but he just, like, sees the best in everyone. And it is it is such a funny, jarring breath of fresh air when he shows up because you've spent several seasons of just everyone is a piece of crap yeah and then he shows up and he's just truly delightful <laughs> it's amazing. and i just and i love the spoiler alert but the series ends with flash forwards like into the future to show where everybody ends up and pretty much everybody's lives end up in the garbage in yeah. one way or another but he he ends up they show him like going to selena Meyer's funeral and the news is like and former president's Sp- a uh, splat Winner of the Nobel Peace Prize, <laughs> yeah. known for his, you know, whatever, peace in the Middle East, and like he's like this beloved presidential like yeah. figure in in our history, and he's like so dignified, and it's like, yes, Richard ended up like doing well.
0: I do want to talk about the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the funniest finale there has ever been. Mm. Uh, the whole series about is about Selena Meyer, who just. Craves power, Mm -hmm. craves attention, and also craves the love of the public. Mm -hmm. And the series is a lot about how, like, the public never gives her the love that she wants. Yeah. So she finally, we arrive at her funeral, and there's a news broadcast, and they're paying tribute to Selena for about five seconds until there's breaking news (laughs) that Tom Hanks has died. And it is so funny. And that's how
1: the series ends. (laughs) And
0: they just go on and on about Tom Hanks and his (laughs) whole filmography.
1: It honestly could not have been a better ending. It is
0: perfect. Yeah. It is so fitting with the rest of the show.
1: And it's the person who is doing the news broadcast is her former press secretary. Yes. So it's like even somebody she was connected (laughs) to and he's like, Selena Meyer, former president, later. Oh, we have breaking news. (laughs) Breaking news, beloved actor Tom Hanks, and then, yeah, it's like two minutes of them just talking about Tom Hanks, and that's how the show ends. the
0: way this show does, like, their end credits, where it's still going, and it's got the music, it's just iconic. I know this episode is really us just, like, fangirling over Veep. I just love it so much. We don't have a lot of information to offer you. We just really adore this show. If you're feeling frustrated with politics, who isn't right now? Yeah. It's a little bit refreshing to watch this show and be like, this is meaningless. Everything's stupid. I mean, obviously, politics have meaning in people's lives, but don't take politicians too seriously. Don't take
1: politicians. Yeah.
0: Anyway, Eli. Thanks.
1: Thank you. This was enjoyable.
0: We'll be back next week.